Yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but now that I'm working from home on Mondays, I'm like, can we do this on Tuesdays? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm going to have to bail early. Well, let's okay. get going. What time do we have you till? Well, I should probably leave like at five to one. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, okay. I have like four topics that I added to the, po- the podcast notes, and then we have one Ask Sour Boner that I've already like. Uh, it's about the Nomad, like, wings calculator, so I already have all those answers. So. Okay, excellent. Okay, cool. Yeah, I tried to do a little, little homework, so it'll work out well. Nice. All right. All right, well, hello. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. This is uh, the 3 o'clock parade. Uh, you've got me, Skipper Dick Ritchie, and... Me, Char, formerly <laughs> yeah. known as Canadian Disney Store Shark. Uh, and hello, I'm Dan, or Discounselor on Twitter, and uh, also belated Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to the dads out there, and oh, happy yeah, Juneteenth. Yeah. You're just, you're wishing yourself Father's Day. Is what you're I, well, yeah. everyone out there, I'm sure there's at least a, one other dad listening. <laughs> <laughs> and happy Juneteenth as the day we re-record. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to have the day off. Um, Certainly. Yeah, so... Just real quick, everybody doing good? Anything new over the last uh, two weeks since the last time we recorded? Anything we want to share? No, I got nothing. I got, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I have a few things to talk about. but I, I can I share. Know. I'm drinking oh. Sam Adams Summer Ale. Nice. <laughs> to enjoy my day off today. Yeah, I actually, yesterday I... Uh, there's a pizza place that's pretty close to me, and they serve beer by the 40. So I was drinking, drinking some beers last night. And then uh, as soon as we're done with this, my brother is just kind of like waiting because the weather is super nice. So we're going to go find some place to hang out and probably have some drinks. So I'm ready <laughs> to end this podcast right now. So the last <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> shortest podcast ever. Well, we better get right to to the yeah. meat and potatoes. So I would say the first thing that I saw uh, when I was looking online was that the uh, the new Reedy Creek planning, uh, since Disney had to hand it over and is no longer in charge, is having some major problems already. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, apparently uh, they are not... Yeah, and it's actually kind of funny because I think the firefighters actually came out when there was this whole negotiation and they were like, oh, yeah, you know, Disney didn't do this and that for us, even though Disney was like, you know, building on these like state of the art fire stations and stuff like that. But that's the first thing that's going on right now is that the firefighters, like the relation with the new area um, is in jeopardy and like co- their contract negotiations have even stalled. Um, uh- yeah, which is pretty crazy. I mean, is this something that they're doing on per? Like, do you think it's like an on purpose thing, like on behalf of the government, like a hostile government, or? Um. So the article says that a vote on the contract was originally targeted for last month during a meeting of the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District Board of Supervisors, which is also a super long word or a long uh, title, uh, but it was never brought up. Uh, and it did not appear on the agenda released ahead of the next scheduled meeting, which was on Wednesday. Um, it says under the three-year contract proposal, overwhelmingly approved for 200 firefighters for the, and first responders, uh, with a starting pay increase to 65,000 from 55,000. Uh, it also promised to hire up to three dozen firefighters and paramedics, but. Uh, Apparently, that is not what's going on, and the firefighters uh, are kind of pissed about it. Mm. Well, I don't have... Oh, no, go ahead. 
I, I just, I don't have, I don't know what to say just about the whole, it's, it's just a mess. Yeah, yeah and it's sad. actually kind of, it's, it's sad. The firefighters said that they were hoping that this would be an opportunity for a fresh start. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's looking like what they were hoping for is probably not going to be great for them, at least at this point. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Oh, sounds like a bunch of potential voters probably won't be voting for DeSantis. I was just <laughs> right? going to say that. Like, how? Oh. Like, do you really want to piss off all the first responders and their family and the supporters? Like, <laughs> And they're a union, yeah. right? Uh, I would imagine. I would imagine. Yeah, probably. Uh, it says, well, it may alienate the firefighters uh, who gave support originally for the takeover. Uh, he may have given credibility to the other side, saying that Disney's governing district put some distance between themselves and the predecessor. Yeah, so that's kind of a mess. Uh, hopefully they get that figured out because, you know, everybody supports like firefighters and first responders. And uh, <laughs> it looks like it's, you know, it's a pretty good raise. I mean, they're going from 55000 to sixty-five, So, you know, well-deserved. I, I always feel like first responders, firefighters, teachers, police, like those guys all uh, get underpaid for like the crap that they have to put up with. But, you know, what can you do? On the other hand, the other thing that I was talking about, we'll go from like people that are well, that are super underpaid to people like to the one percenters. Um, Cause like, I don't know if you remember last week, uh, Polly mentioned that trip around the, the Disney trip around the world. Yes. I got it was like a, Yeah. It's $115,000. Yeah. Oh, hello. Did we lose Dan again? Oh, I don't know. I heard him say hello. Hello. I heard him say hello as well. Hey. Oh, there he is. Oh, hey there. oh there he I'm is. back. I got disconnected or something. All right. I'm back. <laughs> Welcome back. We were just talking about how last week we had Polly on and then he brought up that trip for $115,000 that takes you, oh. you know, the Disney trip around the world. Uh, they just brought, uh, are bringing it back and they're you know the question is like is it going to sell out as quickly this time as it did last time and what you get for a hundred and fifteen thousand dollars well let's hear it okay so the tour includes more than just disney theme parks uh on day four the guests had like they go to san francisco uh for a private visit of the walt disney family museum which is super cool Oh, that's very um, cool. Yeah, and they're they're going to stay at the Fairmont, um, which is this really really great hotel in Sandy or in San Francisco. Uh, the Fairmont, by the way, has a really cool um, tiki bar uh, downstairs, uh, the Tonga Room. Uh, it used to be the swimming pool for the Fairmont, and what they did is they kept the, the water, but now they have like a little like. They have a boat that's big enough for like a four or five piece band. And uh, the the boat will go from one of the pool to the other during the night and the band will play and there's like a little dance floor and it's all like super tiki and the drinks are good. Uh, So that, I mean, that sounds like a really great time. That sounds Um, awesome. I know, right? Uh, The guests travel on a private jet uh, operated by Iceland Air, by the way. they go to Anaheim, San Francisco, Tokyo, Shanghai, Hong Kong, uh, Agra, India, Cairo, Paris, Orlando, Florida. Uh, the trip is all inclusive. It has 23 breakfast, 23 lunch, 23 dinners. Uh, some served inside the parks, others at iconic restaurants worldwide. Uh, everywhere you go, it's luxury accommodations, at, and several of them are at Disney hotels. Um, and it's all part of the deal. Yeah, it sounds uh, similar to the, like, it sounds almost the exact same as the last time they had this, only more expensive. Right. Uh, and it's only, there's only 75 seats, apparently. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh. Can you imagine? Because if you're like, fa- if you're a family going on this trip, 
Like that's one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars a per person. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Half this a million is dollars for like, people. It, it's the last time it sold out during the pre-sale, so it didn't even get to the regular public. Uh, the pre-sale is open to Adventures by Disney guests, so if you've previously done an Adventures by Disney, you have access. Or if you're a current resident of Golden Oak, oh, the luxury gated community near Walt Disney World. So, like, the regular public didn't even get a chance last time. Like, those 75 spots were booked up just with with this. So, I uh, I would imagine that, uh, that it'll probably get booked up super early also. It says, mm-hmm. interested guests... guests May have better luck this year since the tour will have two legs instead of just one in the 2024 season from June 16th to July 9th and July 28th to August 20th. So there'll be two two different trips. Oh, just to break it up for people that probably Mm. work, like have, you know, like very important jobs. (laughs) Right. Well, I think they, they basically were like, look at, we sold out the first 75 super easy. Let's book two. So now there's, you know, there's basically a total of 150 spots over two different. Uh, oh, I thought you trips. meant that they split up the trip. No, I, I think they're doing it twice. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah. So. And uh, it says sales to the general public if it happens. Uh, could start as early as today. So it's pretty exciting. Just, I wish I, I had the money to do this. Oh, for sure. I mean, you could do it on the cheap for like probably a lot less than $115,000, like Polly said. Yeah. It wouldn't be oh, yeah, for sure. like the fanciest of hotels. No, or on a private jet or surrounded yeah, with, you know, 74 other crazy Disney people all at the same time. I think that's really what kind of does it for me, though, is the idea of, you know, being on there with uh, just another group of crazy people. Like, I want to, those are my people. Like, I feel like Ariel just thinking about it. I feel like if I even had the money to do that, and, and, and yeah, it does sound cool being, you know, on, you know, doing this trip with a bunch of Uber uh, Disney fans, I, I feel like everyone that has that cash, I would feel out of place. Like, well, you wouldn't be because you would be one of those people that have that cash, right? I, like, I guess I, I can't. I, yeah, I just can't see myself being. Oh, I, I totally see myself. Being would, like, would you? Would like, you be? Oh yeah, for sure. But that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it's something. Oh, I don't think it's necessarily snobby, but it's not something that you have to save up for, right? Like. I don't think people are like, oh, I'm going to save up because you probably would have had to start saving like before you even knew the trip was was a thing like this is really for people that have one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars per person to just do stuff with, which there are definitely lots of those people. And it's it's really gross when you're around them because <laughs> you're just like, what? How is this a thing? Um I was at the Apple store the other day buying a computer for, for my brother or picking one up, I should say for my brother. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where he was all like, Hey, I've saved up and I want to get this computer and we're there. And there's like, you know, just these like ultra rich kids that are like, yeah, a thousand dollars. What is that? Like, you know, that's just put on my Amex. Like it's no big deal. Like mom and dad pay for it anyway. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of people that, that can afford to do it. They just, you know, it's like for us, we can go and, you know, you go to the movie, you go to the movies or you go to Best Buy and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to buy this, I don't know, whatever DVD. And it's not a big deal. But for them, that's, you know, these giant, super expensive products, I think, are like that for them. And I want to be like that. That sounds fun. There, there is a certain uh, uh, type of, I don't know the word electricity in the air when you're with a bunch of different fan a bunch of fans of of what yeah. you're a fan of like i think of like uh opening night when i went to see end game 
like the theater was just just amazing you know just the the atmosphere and everyone was so excited and you know yeah to be surrounded by a bunch of people who obviously even if you have a lot of money to drop that kind of money on a vacation you must be you're into it you're into disney right if you're like well i could either buy another lamborghini or i guess i'll go to disney world well well right or, or disney, you know, you know they, i'll do my disney around the world trip Oh, and they could do I mean we you, oh, we could take a trip to Paris. We could go on a safari and after you know, of, of all the places you could go and spend drop a buttload of money, like that's you know, you you're you're a fan. To, oh, yeah. to spend that. Yeah. I think that would be fun. I think being around those kinds of people would be would be fun. Um dang, it's already the crazy part is that based on today's uh timeline, we're actually almost halfway done. We've only talked about two things, and it's crazy. But I'm gonna—I think I'm gonna keep with the whole. If you had a lot of money, that okay. might be the uh, that let's, might be the theme. Okay. Um, because one of the other topics that I had was that the alley house that Walt Disney built and lived in with his family uh, is actually for rent. So. Oh. Yeah, yeah. How much yeah, does that cost it, per month? All right. So. It's a 6,388-square-foot home. It was built in 1932. Uh, it has nods to some of the castle features in a few of the Disney fairy tales. Um, like I said, Disney did live there. It's a uh, four-bedroom, three-bath, and you can rent it for the low, low rate of just $40,000 a month. Oh my! <laughs> oh, and where is that in Las Feliz? Is that the one? Yes. Yeah. That, one. that seems like way dollars. too expensive for that house. Because I it's don't so old. What? <laughs> and it's like... not that big. <laughs> like it's only six thousand feet. Is the um is the appeal? What would average rent be in that area? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel that it's two things. It's one, um, it, well, it's been on the market for 37 days, so nothing's happened yet. Built in 1932, which, you know, it sounds old, but, like, it's one of those classic old houses. It's not, like, built in – it's not, like, the junk house that I live in right now. Like, not that it's junk, but, you know, like, the house that I they live in – updated is, it. Yeah, like, this place has been updated and upkept, and you can tell that Disney built it with, like – you know, the, he spared no expense. Uh, and uh, the lot size itself is, uh, it's about an acre, which in the middle of Los Angeles is pretty big. Um, I, yeah, so I, I, I think that part of it is, yes, it was Walt's house, uh, but it's also like the location, like property in that area is super expensive also already. Um, and it does actually look like when I say three bedroom or four bedroom, three bath. And also, like, if you look at the pictures, like the living room's giant and it looks out over this really cool looking pool. And uh, I mean, the whole place just looks awesome. Like besides the fact that Walt lived there, the kid, yeah. you know, and it doesn't have like an old kitchen, like the kitchen's modern. And um, they have a really cool screening room and uh, a wine cellar. It's got a cool wraparound staircase from the entry that goes up to upstairs. And like the bathroom, the bathroom itself is probably larger than the living room of the house that I live in right now. Uh, and it's got, you know, that's just one of them. So, yeah. Oh, and it's actually built on the hills overlooking L.A. So it's up higher and you look out over the city, which is okay. a pretty spectacular view. Um. But yeah, uh, you know, I was, and it's currently actually owned by, um, uh, what does it say? A Tamir Bekmambitov, who is a director. Uh, we might have to open up some IMDB and see who, see what this guy's done. I know that they were doing tours of that home not even that long ago. They actually, they were doing a, uh, 
They were doing like a ghost. Uh, it was one of the like haunted homes in oh. Hollywood tour. And then, you know, just the normal like, hey, this is where Walt lived tour. So. And then in the backyard, there's like, wasn't there a playhouse that he built for the kids like overnight, basically? <laughs> is it still there? I, I was trying to look at the pictures. I didn't see. I saw the pool. Um, but I didn't see the. I do remember. I do remember there was something about a. Uh, a treehouse that Walt built for the kids. But I don't see it in the pictures. I also cannot find this guy to near. Oh, there it is. What did he direct? Uh, Nightwatch, Ben Hur, Profile, Daywatch. Ben Hur. Yeah. Oh, How old is he? I was like, I was like the new one. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's the a new. new one. I, yeah. I didn't know there was a new Ben Hur. <laughs> I think it was actually. It may have been like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say I thought it was a made-for-TV movie, but no, it was not. It was. It was kind of like one of those I want to like it wants to be three hundred style. Yes. So did he yeah. live there and now he's renting it out or? Uh, it just says that he owns it. It doesn't. It okay. didn't really say. Um. Yeah, it didn't really say whether he lived there, but there are little like nods to Disney. Like some of the rooms have like. Uh, the the like larger size. Um, figures like the ones that were like a foot tall so like in some of the pictures you can see there's like a goofy and uh in the theater room of course they're showing phantasmic yeah. you know stuff like that yeah but the house looks cool man um oh maybe yeah no that little it's not a tree house it's a house it's like it's like a house that he built for them underneath a tree and yeah you can definitely see it it's there by the pool okay like a little playhouse like yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah. It's like kind of a replica of the main main house. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can see it. Yeah, so I think it looks pretty cool. I would, I mean, you know, if I had, again, if I had forty grand and I was living in LA, I would, I would stay there. I would, I would rent that place. Uh, I don't know if it's. Oh, I just got breaking news. Oh. oh. The former water spigot in Pinocchio's village house is now a bottle filler. So it used to just be like a regular water fountain. And now, uh, you know, you can go in and fill your water bottles. It still has the water. You know, if you want to drink your water, you can. But if you want to just refill your bottle, which I really like. I like that they're adding those around the park. Agreed. You know, so, mm-hmm. Yeah, because even if you don't take a water bottle and you do buy, like, you know, the bottle of Smart Water or Dasani or whatever, if you, you know, it gives you the option to just keep refilling that bottle right. instead of, so just keep buying stuff. It's probably, um, it probably saves them money in the long run because so many people have been, like, reading all the Disneyland hacks and it's always to just get, don't buy your water, just get them to give you free cups of right, ice right. water. <laughs> so much time at the till (laughs) yeah well and that's the thing that was always like that was part of like the thing since like the beginning like walt was all like yeah we're gonna have you know it may not sound like a big deal but when you think about how hot it gets at the parks it's like yeah of course you can get free water um but yeah stuff like this is great uh even though yeah and, and you know what's funny like i i think about what you were just saying about like uh what it's gonna save them like i don't remember ever asking for water like i just remember going to the soda fountains with my cup and just like filling it with water but the ice Are does you, make a uh, big difference um, in, maybe that's more of a disneyland thing but in disney world i yeah i always like get free glasses of water well t- actually that's not oh, true normally I, mean, I have my own water so like now I'm, but previously i would always get w- cups of ice water I mean, you could fill up in any of the fountains anywhere, you know, just... Uh... Right. Yeah, but this is just the newest one. 
Uh, it came from Jody Cab. At Jody Cab. Oh. 22. Yeah. She she just posted it. She posted it to Twitter, and uh, it actually got a uh, it got reposted by by Bell. So, you know, she's Jody Cab. Just she's an inf- she's an influencer. Um, but let's see what is it? Oh, twelve thirty. All right, let's go to the next. Yeah, I'm going to go to the next topic. Uh, this one, I think, might spur a little bit more conversation because uh, it's more of a what do you think about and how do you do it topic, I think, than the other. But it says it's a complete guide to Walt Disney World reservations and how to get them. Uh, which we all know, like, the reservation system, not great. And, uh, yeah. you know, like... And and I, I feel like for both Walt Disney World and Disneyland because the like if you want to go to some of the restaurants in in, in Disneyland or if you're trying to get like an Ohana's re- uh, reservation, it's it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see what these guys say. It says why is uh, I think they're talking about park oh. reservations, right? Oh, they are talking about park reservations. Blah, boring. I also well, agree, like, I'm done with park reservations. We need to, I'm ready to ditch them. Well, you know what, I, I think I forgot, I was going to mention this when I was talking about my, uh, going to Disneyland, and I kind of forgot a little snafu that we had. So, this is the only second Disney trip that I've done since COVID in the park reservation system. And we originally, so we arrived on Sunday, we originally, I you know, I made reservations for uh Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then we're going to check out Thursday. And um, after Sunday and Monday, we were kind of tired, and we were like, you know, we're not going to go to the parks tomorrow. We will, uh, you know, we're going to come back. And I wasn't thinking, and then I said, oh, I have to cancel the park reservation. So I did that. And then after I canceled it, and when I didn't think, because I just was not thinking uh, all the way through, uh, we were going to go on Thursday. I was like, oh, shit, there was no park <laughs> reservations available for Thursday. Uh, so we actually ended up, So, but there was for Friday. So we didn't meet. So we actually checked out on Thursday, uh, and then we went to our next location. We weren't that far away. Um, and we were in Newport Beach. And then we just drove up and came back on, fr- on Friday. But it was something that wasn't on the forefront of my mind. It's not one of my Disney, you know, planning, you know, things in my head. So uh, that could really screw someone's trip up if they're, you know, imagine if you spend all this money on a Disney vacation and you, you did not make any park reservations and you show up and you cannot go into the parks during your stay. That would really, really fucking suck. Well, yeah, I'll agree. I also, like, you know, I, I don't want to say the good part about it, but at least when you're buying tickets, it reminds you, like, hey, you're going to need a reservation. When do you, you know, check your check your dates and stuff like that. But, like, uh, this weekend, I'll give you as a good example. On Friday, um, we were discussing, like, oh, well, knowing that we're going to have a three-day weekend, maybe we should drive down and go to Disneyland for the weekend. Um and we got really close, and then um, a friend of mine actually said, like, hey, have you checked to see if they even have availability this weekend? And uh, that was that was actually enough for us to be like, we don't want to go anymore. <laughs> Wait, did so, you even you know, check, did, or, or no, just the thought of checking? Check. <laughs> yeah, just the thought of checking. We were like, we don't want to go. Um, and to be honest, like, my brother doesn't have a pass, so, like, we would have had to buy him a, a ticket and you know, gone through the reservation system. And then like, uh, I would have to book reservations on my pass and there's different availability, whether you have an annual pass or whether you're a day-to-day person, uh, or I shouldn't say annual pass, a magic key holder. Um, so like, just like all of that instantly became a like, oh man, like on top of having, you know, the like six or seven hour drive from the Bay area down there, depending on, on LA traffic and, you know, like it became like, okay, so now we're going to like that and the hotel and like the expense of everything. 
and it was just like the piece of crap on top of like a shit sandwich that we were just like, nah, we're good. We're just going to hang out. Um, which was fine. Like we've had a really fun weekend and we've just been running around the Bay area and just being silly, but, um, it's, it is enough to like, you know, you're just like, okay, like enough for the reservation system. Let's get on with it. Yeah. Let's get back to the good old days. I actually had another, <laughs> now that I, I totally forgot about this, my last Disney World trip, I we had a snafu. We were staying at the Polynesian, and we had reservations. We were going to go to uh, Magic Kingdom that day. And so I got up early, like, it was like, you know, before park opening, you know, I wanna, you know I'm always up early in Disney, excited. And so all the family's sleeping. I'm like, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go, you know, just hop on the monorail over to Magic Kingdom, you know, I, you know, and Joy just, you know, going down Main Street, took a ride on the uh, people mover. I didn't really do much of anything. But I, you know, just had a real, you know, enjoying, enjoying a stroll through Magic Kingdom in the morning. Went back. Uh, family's all getting ready. And they're like, oh, we, you know, we, they wanted to go to Epcot. They wanted, there was, they wanted to, we hadn't done Ratatouille yet. And, they, you know, they wanted to do Test Track and everything. I'm like, okay. Again not thinking we had reservations for Magic Kingdom that I utilized. And then we, so we were like, oh, sure, we go to Epcot. Um, and it's before, I think, one o'clock when you can park hop. Well, the rest of my family had not went to Magic Kingdom, so they all scan their Magic Bands and are in Epcot, and they're like, sir, you can't park hop yet. <laughs> and this was like 1130 so as much as I begged and pleaded, they would not let me in. So I had to stand outside of Epcot while my family went and for like an hour and a half. Wow. <laughs> it was like, I'm like, are you like, I was try was pleading like, uh, it, so that was, yeah, I'm, you think I'd learn my lesson and make sure I check these park reservations. <laughs> the it's whole tough, thing man. is just, like, come on, enough. You're right. It's not COVID. Like, we're not going through a pandemic anymore. It's endemic. <laughs> like, come on. I just don't know what would have hurt to let me in with my family into Epcot. Yeah. Well, it's I, against the rules. So, yeah, yeah against the rules. And if you, they'd have to do it for uh, everybody. Do it for everybody, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't like, I didn't have make a fit a scene or anything, but I was a little. I was just like, come on, please. I was kind of begging, but we just, I was like, go, go. I just kind of chilled out. and uh, That's a tough break, man. There's not a lot to do outside of Epcot. But if, if I had, <laughs> if I had the money, I'm sure if I could have uh, bypassed the park reservation system. I'm sure if you have the, the dough and the, uh, you would have just had to product. buy a one day ticket. Maybe about a one-day ticket. Well, you know what? That's it. Yeah, just go right, buy another ticket to get change your park with a park reservation. Yeah. That's only if you could get a ticket for that day. Well, there were they, they did have availability. That's why my family were able to go in because they said, oh, well, there's availability. They could change theirs. But since I already cashed mine oh, in for the day. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Either way. It's just yeah. annoying. My it's mom dumb. was like super, super annoyed when she went because of all the changes. And I'm like, ugh, there's probably so many people like my mom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I imagine, like, I know my, like, I thought my dad was going to be like that. He's actually kind of like, yeah, it's fine. I just want to go to Disney. But his brother, like, he, uh, he lives in Texas and his daughters live in the alley area and his daughters all have um magic keys so they go to the parks all the time but when he goes to visit them on principle he's like i'm not going into the parks so he'll go and they'll all go to like downtown disney and like shop and eat and hang out but like he's just like i'm not you know one he's not going to pay 150 dollars for a park hopper uh and two He's not going to book a reservation. So he's just like, I'm just not going to the parks until they go, you know, off the reservation system, which I was just like, you may never. Right. It, it might never go away. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I think I think it did. It was introduced during COVID, but I think it's Disney's way of being able to, like, handle how many. And it's not even as many 
um, like admissions they they let in, but they know how many cast members. Yeah, right. Like like they're handling their staffing based on what they allow people in. So like, I don't think they can just be like, hey, open up the gates to ten thousand more people and call, you know, call all the people that are off today to come in. They're just like. We only staffed enough to, you know, to see 30,000 guests and we met that limit. So sorry. Um, but yeah. And, and like, I agree. I, I feel even if they keep the reservation system, they need to just let people park hop. Like, um, well, they, there's no they point. lowered the time, right? They did lower the time. But just, I'm like, just get rid of it now. What like, is the time? When, what time? I don't remember. I don't remember it. Which cannot park out. Well, that could also be a staffing thing, right? Maybe they're uh, like, yeah, oh, I guess like there's like the morning yeah. shift, yeah, and then when like the afternoon, the overlap of the afternoon and evening shift, uh, are probably when they let people in. But I don't know. Um, I just, I mean, technically, they could just hire more people. <laughs> No, for sure. Staffing levels. (laughs) They do have a lot of ways to forecast. I just, I understand that it's not as accurate, but like. Well, and, and then like, it's all, it's almost like dominoes because you hire more people. So you're hoping that you're going to get enough people in to cover that. Or do the park prices go up again? Um, Well, they're always going to go up. Yeah, there's always going to be that problem. So how um, how how long do you think before they add a like a park reservation like priority tier the purchase option like there's no reservations left but you can pay for like a they set aside so many reservations so if you want to pay an upcharge you can get into the park even though it's it's full I hope I'm not giving Disney any ideas here but I could see that happening Oh I'm sure they've thought about it I'm sure I'm sure sure Bob Chapek thought about it. (laughs) Right. That's what I was going to say. I feel that like they're kind of in a like, you know, when when Iger came back, he said that he wanted to bring back the uh, the feel of like the value of going to Disney. So I think that they've tried to like scale back some of the stuff that that Chapek had taken away. Upcharges. And, you know, uh, upcharges and just like. You know, like one of the things that they used to do was if you were staying on property, you could go to the parks early and stuff like that. And some of that stuff started being a like, hey, we're going to charge you to do it or we're not going to do it. Um, so, you know, they're trying to say like, OK, you can do that. Or if you have an annual pass, you know, at least after a certain time, you don't have to worry about reservations. And, you know, they're doing little stuff like that. Well, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they'll, they'll probably have to, like, get back to the point where people are like, OK, I don't feel so ripped off. And then they can be like. Sweet, because, you know, we're going to say that if you have a, you know, annual pass, uh, the same way you can upgrade to, like, water parks and, you know, sports and stuff like that, maybe they'll be like, for an extra $300, you can go no reservations. Which, I'm, like, thinking about it, I'm already like, yeah, so just add it on, let's go. Right. Well, I think about it. it's not technically or technically an upcharge, but uh, you know they get, got rid of uh, extra magic hour evenings. But I know the past few couple of years, at least you, they had evenings where if you stayed in the deluxe resort at select parks, you could stay. And that's just how do you feel about that? Now, when I went, I was staying at, uh, at well, no, it was the two times I stayed at Animal Kingdom, and when I was staying at Polynesian. A couple nights we were able to stay at Epcot late and then at Magic Kingdom late the one night, but only if you're a deluxe resort guest. So, right. How would that, like, I, how do you feel about that? Like, if you were staying at, you know, the Port Orleans French Quarter and you're not allowed to stay, or at least not allowed to go into well, attractions, does that feel, does that feel icky? I don't know if it feels icky as much as, like, as long as I know that prior, right? Like, if I'm looking at booking a reservation and it says, hey, for $200, you can stay at Porter Lanes, or 
for $350, you can stay at uh, Wilderness Lodge. And I'm probably being super generous with the prices. Um, but at the lodge, since it's considered deluxe, you get this extra time in the park. Then that's something that I had the opportunity to, you know, I had the decision to make. And if I couldn't afford one, then at least I knew like, hey, I'm still staying on property. I'm cool. Uh, but if I got to Port Orleans and didn't know that was a thing, and then my buddy that was just like, dude, you should have stayed at the, uh, you know, over here because they just told us this. And then, then I'd be a little like, oh, that's right, kinda, right. That's kind of junk. But yeah. I'm, I guess it is a little it. perk to feel like if you are paying those deluxe prices, like right. it, might not, it might not justify totally like the uh, extravagant cost, but it's like, okay, well, that's a little bit of a perk to spend, spend the deluxe prices. Like, it's some right. I mean, if you think about like deluxe also usually gets you like a better mode of transportation, you know, pretty much everything that's not deluxe, you're stuck with the, uh, bus. on a Disney bus, um, except for like the, uh, Port Orleans resorts because they can take the boat to Disney Springs, right. but everything else is bus related. Well, even if you do, um, even if you're at a deluxe resort and you go on a bus, I've stayed at the, you know, at the Valley, you know, the, the all stars and the pop and pop century and getting on the bus, especially in the morning can be hectic. Right. The, the, the amount of yeah. people where staying at even a moderate or deluxe resort, if you are using bus transportation, there's far less people and it's a lot less hectic and easier, uh, you know, mode of transportation, especially yeah. the end of the night trying to get on a, a value resort bus. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I, I mean, I do think that I don't know. I think that they, sh it was already a perk for all hotels, and I get they're trying to like make money anywhere they can. But considering you go to one of their, um, you know, like their entry level hotels, uh, and it's probably like at least sixty to seventy dollars more per night than something comparable and you're that far out and you only have the bus, like, I feel like, ugh, I don't know, they should bring it back for anybody that stays on property. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I like, I think it would be great, but I, I think Disney also looks at it like, yeah, we might charge $70 more than, you know, the nights in on one ninety two, but you're also not staying at the nights in on one ninety two. Like <laughs> uh, the hard part is when they compare it to like the universal hotel. Right, well, that's what I mean is like even the entry level university uh, universal hotels are they're nicer than the Disney ones, like compared oh, to what yeah, I've seen. 100%. However, oh, Cabana however, Bay I, is wonderful. Yeah, well, I stayed at Docks or a Surfside or whatever it is. I think it's called Surfside. Anyway, Summerside, that's what it is. Um, and that's like fantastic. And it has more, it has like pretty good in amenities and stuff there as well. And like, same thing, the bus service directly over there. And it's, uh, it was like $90 a night versus like 240. Hmm. 240 for the all-stars or for what? Yeah. For like the all-stars now it's like 240 bucks. Okay. Wait, I'm Canadian. Sorry. I'm talking Canadian prices. <laughs> it does make a huge difference. Um, well, I just, I think also like, I don't, I don't know if Disney looks at it like that as much because you're not talking about trans, like if we talk about staying off property, like on 192 or in like Buena Vista, we're still thinking of them going to Disney parks. So, you know, they're paying for the transportation to the Disney parks and all that other nonsense that they don't get when they stay or that they don't have to pay for when they stay on property. So like, I think what, you know, if you compare the Universal hotels as to staying at Universal, then yeah, for sure. But if you're well, staying at the Universal hotels and you want to go to the Disney parks, you know, all of a sudden you're talking about... Holiday Inn down the road in Lake Buena Vista and going over to Disney Springs, like, it's like a block and a bit away from Disney Springs. And technically, you just jump on the bus, whatever. And it's still a better... It's more affordable, but it's like a mm -hmm. higher-end hotel um, I don't know I don't know I don't know how easy like I don't have a family I've never walked that distance but I know that like 
cutting through Hotel Plaza to get to downtown Disney from Lake Buena Vista, you know, you're crossing some major streets and I guess oh, if yeah, you're like it's like on Hotel Boulevard down there, there's hotels oh, right they, there. And it's literally well, no, Hotel like Plaza a block Boulevard away. are on property. Those are those are on Disney property and they have their own yeah. transportation. Like you don't well, have yeah, to walk through no, but it's not the same either. Their, their transportation leaves like once a morning a couple of times. It's not like you're on the Disney right. buses. Right, and that's what I'm saying. That's you can what just Disney's walk down. At. You can just literally walk a block away and go and use their transportation system. No, yeah, and then you're going from downtown Disney uh, to and from. Like, it's still not as convenient. I'm not saying that it's not, you know. And the price isn't that different. As a matter of fact, because I actually stayed, I stayed at the, at the um, what's the one at the very, very end? It's like right across the street from. Like Wyndham? Is it a Wyndham? Yeah, the, the Wyndham. Yeah. Yeah, I stayed at the Wyndham and did that, um, which is, I think the Wyndham was like $113 a night. And yeah, it's definitely way nicer than, uh, than um, like the All-Stars. But I also like I feel I don't know. I I I have not stayed at the All Stars in forever, but the last time I was there, um, I felt like it was mostly all like you know, teams going to the sports thing or cheerleaders going to competitions. Oh, like Yeah, it definitely depends when you're there if there's what competitions yeah. going on. Yeah. But I I still loved it there. But I like now I'm like, oh well, just after going a bunch of times. I just, there's so many better deals. <laughs> like, now there's just better deals. It's not worth it. Like, I think it's even more, it's even worth it to, like, spend a little bit more and go and buy, like, um, somebody's DVC points. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for sure. No, no. There's tons of ways to to stay uh, on a better deal. Yeah. Uh, oh. I gotta go. Char? I gotta go. You gotta go. Okay, I'll see you later. All right, bye, Cher. Have fun. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll just oh, do the ass our boner. And, and then uh, there was two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right? And then we'll call it a day. So okay. it's kind of like a two-part ass our boner because it actually comes from Livy at Rhiannon's liver. Okay. Um, but the liver is forwarding a... Uh, a thing from Wes Kinetic that says, at 3 o'clock radio, this looks like a job for the Nomad Wing Calculator. Oh, busting And what Nano. he's doing is actually forwarding <laughs> a uh, different tweet that says, decisions, decisions. And what this has is the recently announced Apple Vision Pro um those, you know, the headset that uh, they're calling spatial computing. You might say it's augmented reality, virtual reality, whatever. But that headset is $3,500. Okay. And these guys are asking, what's worth more? The $3,500 headset or getting 500 Dole Whip floats? <laughs> and what Wes is saying is, where do we, you know, where does that <laughs> land on the Nomad Wing calculator? Which if you... Okay. Search in whichever browser you want uh, and search engine for the Nomad Wing calculator. It'll actually bring up a, uh, a calculator that you can put in a total amount and it'll tell you uh, its value in Nomad chicken wings and a few other things. So the Vision Pro is $3,500, okay. which equals out to $1,000. 51 nomad wings or 11.6 coach or disney coach bags okay one stay at the uh poly village bungalows or and this one's my favorite always 7612 <laughs> cans of kirky lights wow so for those that of is... you that enjoy the kirkland beers you could get a lot you can have your own reality, I think, with 7,612 cans. No, uh, that's okay. 
And now, you know what I'm curious? Oh, I went to the calculator. Wait, it's not converting for me. Make the magic happen. No, I was... So, yeah, the calculator Is... itself sometimes oh. works and sometimes doesn't. It's a little gotcha. bit old. Um, and oh. the I, I think the computer that is hosting it at times needs its cache mm, reset. Gotcha. gotcha. So when that happens, I usually let the person that's running it know, and when they have time, they'll reset the cache. Okay, but all right, it, all right. Yeah, it I, it defaults to $2,400. Uh, $2,400 is like the default in what's shown. So, you know, you can kind of estimate from there until until it works but did you have another question what were you what were you gonna i, I was just curious about the um what was it the the fifteen thousand dollar disney trip oh a hundred and fifteen thousand oh or yeah 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 a hundred fifty fifteen thousand right no i knew yes I just, um, are you able to do that i'm on my phone i don't know zero divided by uh, apparently that's ninety-two thousand um, nomad wings. <laughs> okay. So you know we might be able to buy wings for the entire park in you know one day's worth of wings for the entire park, or one person takes the hundred and fifteen thousand dollar multi-destination Disney around the world trip. No. On the I, not to ruin the the wing calculator. Last time I was at Nomad Lounge, they didn't have wings on the menu. Um. Well, they changed originally. They, ch- they were like, yeah. Is it, is it a seasonal? No. Um. I don't know if they're necessary. They might be seasonal now. Um. But I I want to say they. No, oh, let's look Nomad Lounge. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see here. We're going to click on the menu. I don't think I actually ate there either, Les. I mean, I had some drinks, but. Yeah, they do not currently have the wings. The small plates currently are the tuna poke bowl, impossible sliders, honey chili glaze pork belly. Cuban uh, frita sliders, uh, chicken Manchurian nomad bowl, Tiffin's bread service, and churros. Uh, The churros are pretty delicious. I actually had a lengthy conversation with the bartender uh, this past March about them when we were there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Might have to change it to the uh, Tambu Lounge wing calculator. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. I mean, uh, <laughs> the reason is because when it first opened... Oh, they were so Nomad expensive. Lounge, yeah, they were super expensive. So it was just, you know, it fit really well. Yes. And then eventually they actually got changed to wings that were very similar to the ones that you would get at Ohana's, I believe. Um, and, you know, now, now it's these things. But... Uh, yeah, that's it. Well, yeah. Uh, that's the parade, I think, for the day. Unless there's something well, else you want to talk about. Uh, we well, our, you, well, you know what? I, I had something in, in, in on my mind that I, I didn't add to the But we can save it till next time. It wasn't anything. Yeah, so. let's go. We'll just we'll get one more topic in. So no we'll I, have the final float. I was, and I, I thought about it uh, as we were talking. So have you seen Muppets Mayhem? The the on Disney Plus, Can I haven't watched. No, I haven't I, watched it yet either. I have not. Uh, now, I thought about it yesterday for some reason, and I realized that I haven't seen it, and I want to. Now we were talking, and I think it was a podcast. It didn't end up airing. I think you had problems with with it uploading. I don't know what happened, but we talked about one time, and maybe it did. But if we could replace the uh, uh, rock and roller coaster with you know, another attraction or another, another band. And I had said, uh, um, with the, with the Muppets, with the, um, uh, electric mayhem, which I think would be, but apparently I saw an article where the, I think it might've been the, uh, I don't know if it's the producer or, or writer for the series 
uh, of the, the Muppets Mayhem um, series had proposed, I don't know how official or, but he uh, advocated for that, that he would, he would like to see uh, the yeah, that would be cool. uh, rock and roller coaster have a, a Muppets Mayhem over, uh, you know, retheme, which I think would be, I think would be perfect. I, I, so I was just gonna see, uh, mention that because I, I, I would love to see that. Oh, I, I, I feel like more Muppets the better, and I like what I like about this one is that they're letting them just be the Muppets. Um, I get that, like with Muppets Treasure Island and Muppets Christmas Carol, like those were really good, like remakes that people love, but. I don't want the Muppets to just do that. Like that's what my worry is that they're going to default to that and only do oh. like Muppet remakes. Right. When they're they're always just, playing love... different characters. Let Kermit be Kermit. Let yeah, uh, Miss Piggy be Miss Piggy. Do yeah. their thing. I would almost like to see like if they were going to do that, I would like it where instead it was like a backstage story. So maybe oh. they're remaking and make something crazy like Gone with the Wind or, you know, some like really epic movie. Okay, um, yes, yes. But you don't actually see the movie. You see the making the ma- of. Oh, yes, yes. That's, see, you that's, know. that's, 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 that's good. That's good. Yeah, so, so you get to see the Muppets do their own thing while they're, you know, making one of these like Muppet remake movies. And then, you know, if that's a hit, then maybe you just actually do release the ma- the remake. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I mean, that could be great. They, you know, whatever the next, if, I mean, hopefully whenever they make the next, yeah, Muppet uh, movie, the, the attraction will end up being, uh, yeah, the, the, the making of. That'd be that, that, yeah. that's, a, that's a very good idea. I like it. I like that. I like it a lot. That's just me. I like all my ideas. I think I'm brilliant. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't. Well, you know, you tweet Bob Iger. <laughs> I, I don't know how brilliant. I, yeah, I haven't. I haven't really found a uh, a good like thing to bug him about. I need to do that. I need to come up with a new thing to bug Bob about, uh, so that we can get better, better, good things. Well, I did. Um, I had a question. Oh, fire away! Um, I'll do my best. Are you going to? And I didn't realize it was this year. I just heard something today. Uh, uh, the D twenty three Expo is that this this September? I think it is this September. I don't know. I I try to go to D twenty three, but it's it's. I don't know. There's it's just hard. There's so many. Like I, I tend to focus on Comic Con, to be honest with you. So. Mm. Uh, I guess I'll probably go to Comic-Con and then depending on what they announce there and what gets, you know, what they say they're going to talk about at D23, I'll, I'll make up my mind. When One is year, Comic-Con? I went, uh, Comic-Con's at the end of July. So actually, okay, this okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, one year I went to Comic-Con, Celebration, and D23, all in the same year, and... One, it's like really expensive, but then it was also exhausting. So okay. I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll see. Yeah. Um, but do we have a final float? What would be on that? What what's? Uh, um, I feel like it, it's Char leaving early. Yeah, <laughs> the float's going her. the opposite direction. Yeah, it's, the, yeah, the it's float's going, going the wrong way. <laughs> Char's just waving at us. Char, come back. Yeah, you're going the wrong way. You can just yeah, she's. Too many hits of the vape pen, Char. <laughs> and you had to leave early and went the wrong way. And and it's and it's animal playing the drums on the back. Yeah, there you go. Bye bye. <laughs> all right. Uh, well. All right. Well, yes. I'm glad we we were able to do this. Uh, you have a great time with uh, the rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Enjoy. All right. Talk to you next time. All right, everybody. Bye bye.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we invite you to turn your attention to the sky high above Sleeping Beauty Castle, where if you believe and wish hard enough, you too will see the magic of Tinkerbell as she lights this evening's performance of Fantasy in the Sky. Patriotic Finale! <laughs> 